from the Bibbs Music Room. I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one. Yes, we're on now. Hello, everyone. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. No, that's, not, was, that's not the start. I was going to say, this is our third podcast in the past, like, four days. Oh, wow. I, so, like, I feel like my, my mind is, like, dead. Anyways, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we're joined with Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How's it going? Good. Okay. All right. Do you want to start us off with a little bit of background? Who are you? Oh, well. <laughs> well, my name is Sarah. <laughs> I am a local musician, writer, photographer, but right now really focusing on the music. Um, I've been, should I go into my history with music? Of course, yeah. Okay. So I've been playing since I was little. Um, I specifically always wanted to sing. The issue was that I couldn't really sing. (laughs) And so I kind of just focused more on guitar and Let's see. So I started doing School of Rock like a lot of other people on the show. Um, did that for a little bit. Um, went into, hmm, I worked, let's see, I went to Lehigh Valley Charter High School for the Arts, and I played bass there, and I got to do a lot of like little like jazz trios or just play for the singers there. Um, I played for gospel choir, and that was super cool. I played with Smooth Routine Glow in the Valley for a little bit, Mouth of Kala with Trinity Effuso. I'm playing bass and doing some backup vocals. And now I'm just kind of pursuing my own music with my own band. That's awesome. So I know you've mentioned that you pretty much have a lot of creative endeavors going on at this moment. How do you sort out your time and, like, your energy into what you're working on? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, I kind of divided up, like, my endeavors into more concrete, schedule-based, like, kind of I'm going to do this at this time sort of things. And then other things I feel like I can take a more intuitive approach with, like, for example, with music, like songwriting, I think that's something that sort of comes more intuitively and it just it happens when it happens. Um, but like putting in the work at a band practice and saying, like, we're going to record this on this day and practice through this set on this day. Um, that's like, you know, just easier to manage and do. Um, same thing with everything else. Like I kind of found with like, um, you know, I can kind of pick out, like, let's say with photo shoots, I can sort of pick out when I want to pursue something that's a little bit more creative and just for my own, like, artistic pleasure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, then having, like, to get it to someone, that's a deadline. So I kind of stick to, like, those deadline-based things in the day, more things that are for myself I kind of save it for nighttime and then when like inspiration mm-hmm. comes I'll just really hone in on it um yeah <laughs> right. um so talking about inspiration your solo project Apollo's Girl do you yes. want to talk about the inspiration behind both the name and just the project as a whole and what exactly oh my you're goodness going for? yes <laughs> so Apollo's Girl so I think I mostly took that from my my middle name Apollonia um Apollo 
Hi, puppy. <laughs> Apollonia. And I don't exactly know where I got the name from, but it felt really, this is going to sound so cheesy, but it felt really certified um, in a dream I had. Like, I kind of saw, like, this album cover, and it kind of resembled um, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and Infinite Sadness. Like, I saw, like, that kind of background with the text Apollo's Girl in it, and I was like, oh, that's it. Um, so that um, the project... I've always wanted to have my own band that I can sort of like have more artistic freedom and direction with. Um, I I would say it's kind of inspiration is kind of like a total mixture of things right now. Mm -hmm. Like um, for myself, I take a lot of inspiration from singer songwriters. Um, I know Lana Del Rey is a huge hit or miss, but I really like just her, like the whole production style, just everything about the way like she carries herself in music and the things she talks about. It's very honest. It's very raw. Um, and her music style, I think it's just totally new. I don't think there's anything else like it. And so I want to have that same approach music wise, but um, that's been one thing. But then when I'm starting to bring other people into the mix, um, having to take their styles and their inspirations into account as well and incorporating that into the group. So what first started off as like, oh, I want to pursue contemporary pop with this group has kind of turned into like, oh, well, we could throw in some punk in there, some Midwest emo, some rock music. Why not? Um, yeah. And I think I also I take a lot of inspiration just from like other media as well. Obviously, personal experience, like most people. Um, a lot of the songs I've been writing for this band have been kind of like a mixture of personal experience and also, um, like I said, media. Twin Peaks being a huge <laughs> um, one with the most recent single. Um, just kind of, I don't know, like horror films, just indie films. Sometimes I'll like, when I'm songwriting, I'll get like, I don't know, just like po like poetry like I've seen online or like lines from movies or just scenes from movies I've seen kind of just in my head alongside that. And so I feel like I'm not just writing from my own experience. I'm writing from something outside of myself as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting how you, you know, started as this like solo project, but now you're bringing in new people who um, each have, you know, their own creative uh, like outlook on the project what do you look for when you're bringing someone on um into the band like what are different aspects and characteristics and then also how do you balance you know keeping it like raw to your own vision but also incorporating someone else's um opinions Ooh, well i think the number one thing i'm looking for is definitely enthusiasm i've kind of realized there's so many things i can make a band work or not work but um, I think when people are just as enthusiastic about the project as you are, that just makes things so much easier. You have everyone showing up to practice, everyone right, practicing, yeah. everyone sending material in to work with. Um, so that's one thing. I like people that I can just get along with and also just be um, like very just honest in myself around and they can be honest in like their selves around me because it's such like a vulnerable process and you know a lot of times with songwriting like 
people songwrite from their, like their deepest feelings so mm-hmm. you're just putting like you're putting your heart into something in the physical and you're trusting that other mm-hmm. people are going to be okay with it so that's a huge thing for me um balancing I think it's still kind of like I'm still learning the ways of <laughs> like balancing my own vision with other people's visions the way I see it is once you sort of hand something off to another like to other people to help you work on it it's no longer just your thing which can be really really scary yeah do I think trust is another thing that you, you really have to trust the people you're working with um like I'm giving you this piece that means a lot to me I'm telling you kind of like the general like vibe I'm going for you know what my goals for are and I'm trusting that you're going to help me achieve that and vice versa like if you're bringing me songs I'm not going to like you know like stamp all over it with my own you know ideas like we're going to mesh and blend it into something really cool and uh yeah so far with this project there hasn't really been like too much like I guess compromise because I feel like compromise is an intentional thing like you know you're kind of looking at something being like okay like this isn't my favorite thing but I'm gonna choose to um like give up my own desire to you know like make it fair with yours I suppose but um there really hasn't been like too much of a need for that because I really like what my bandmates bring (laughs) like I just love it I think everything is usable Mm -hmm. I think um something like I've like I guess to cite an example like I think with like the first EP I have like a really specific feeling I want to go for it but I also know that we're starting to head more in like a punk kind of like I don't know like alternative rock direction so like okay like I'm willing to write in that I want to write in that I want to perform in that especially but maybe like just putting it on a different you know like album or EP so your bandmates um are they people you've known are they people you like just met and then also because you talked about you know you've got to kind of be vulnerable with these people um how do you become vulnerable and also keep if you are keeping like some sort of like professionalism you know yeah how, how do you balance that hmm, well okay so it's funny enough I guess my bandmates um I already knew let's see the band started off with me um another drummer and it was me and him really just focusing on the last two songs I recorded and that's all it was I wanted to bring in my bassist Jacob Wolf so that we would have you know a basis to play with um unfortunately things didn't work out with the other drummer so it was back to me and Jacob and I still had this drive like I don't want to just record like I want to record a lot of more music but I also want to perform I want to see how far I can take this and so I actually um I reached out to someone I had on Facebook on a whim Jared Snyder mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like hey like would you be willing to play drums for the show, which ended up not even happening? <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah, like, totally. And then I was like, hey, the show's canceled, but would you be willing to just play some drums for us anyways? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah. And then I was like, hey, like, you don't seem as busy as I thought you were. What if you just were in this band with me? <laughs> and, yeah, um, it ended up... Let's see, so I did not, can't speak. Um, 
I already had some conversations um, with Jacob. Like, we, like I would consider him a close friend. Mm-hmm. So coming to him with, like, my song content and just, like, writing lyrics together wasn't really hard at all. Um, I would just flat out tell him, like, hey, this is what this song's about. You know, like, haha, do it that way you will. Um, and we would kind of... Um, like, I remember one night we just sat down with a Bible and we were just picking out stuff from the Bible that we thought would make for cool imagery. So that was really easy. Um, Jared made it easy for me because he kind of put himself out there first. I think, um, yeah, I think I showed him, besides the stuff I already had written, um, I think I only really came to him with one song that like I recently wrote before he already was just like showering me with all these song ideas and lyrics he had and like you know like it intrigued me because it's like I barely know you as a person but I feel like I know you so well because of Mm -hmm. what you know you're showing me lyric wise um and I think you know it's interesting like I feel like you know Jake has been like you know just always a close friend was then is still now but I think it's been really interesting to watch like me form a friendship with Jared just because like we're songwriting together like I feel like we don't need to do a lot of the usual like check-in stuff with friends because we're just you know we're just writing you know it's Mm -hmm. what we enjoy doing um yeah and just you know starting to have fun with it as well um as for professionalism I guess um I guess I tend to find myself being more of the, like, hey, like, we're going to get this done this day. Like, hey, let's get back to work kind of person. Because I always think there's one person that has to be like that. But also, um, just, you know, like, I have these goals. If I had it my way, I would be practicing and recording five days a week because this is my passion. (laughs) And But I also have to respect the fact that, like, hey, these are my friends, and they also work and have Mm -hmm. other projects. And you know, don't really have the mental capacity to do that, and that's okay. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be realistic with, um, like, how much, like, I give at a time and, like, my goals for the band versus, like, how much they're able to put in. And, yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Um, So all of the music you're producing for Apollo's Girls, all original. Yes. Right? Sweet. Um. Do you want to talk us through everything from, like, the songwriting process, what your inspirations are when it comes to your songs? Is it more storytelling? Uh-huh. Is it just, like, music you like? And then um, I find it interesting you're writing with other people. Yes. Right? Um, is that – I can assume that's, like, a challenge in and of itself, you know? Uh-huh. So you want to talk us through that? Yeah. I think um, – I think I'm going to start with the last part of your question, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably forget the first part <laughs> that you said, and we'll need some reminding. But um, I think the perfect example of this is Jared came to me with a song. I thought it was beautiful, and I kind of originally was just throwing some background vocals over it, and I thought it was just like a nice, like, just like pretty duet, basically. Um, I wanted to make it longer just because it was kind of short at the time and then I also um you know like I asked him like hey you're bringing the song to this group like this is going to be you know recorded Mm -hmm. under like you know our name like it kind of you know when you do that it's not really so much like 
as fun as it may sound, it's, like, not really your song yeah. anymore. It's our song. Yeah. And I really kind of wanted to, like, I love this song so much, I wanted to just add to it. So I ended up writing a verse, like, and asking, like, hey, is it cool if I write a verse for this? And I did. And I think, like, I just sort of understood kind of, like, like how to lyrically match the tone of the song. Um, it's very, like... It's actually going to be, oh, maybe I can plug the next single. Oh. <laughs> it's actually going to be our next single. It's called Warm But Not Right, um, which is different from its original title. Um, oh, God, I could talk forever. That goes me, that, this brings me back to our original point about compromising, because mm-hmm. another good example of that, he wanted a song, the song was originally titled, like, Run or Please Run or something like that, um, and two things I've kind of noticed is I one I didn't want it to sound too ominous and two I noticed that like with songs I feel like if you type in the name of a song that's kind of like popular you're gonna have a hard time finding your single amongst it so I was like oh we should go like take something more unique for it and so we ended up renaming it to a lyric from the song and I think, like, compromising in that instance worked well because Jared had an open mind, God bless him, but he also, um, I also explained, like, ex- like my whole reasoning behind it, mm-hmm. so yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, so the single, I think, I guess we're talking about songwriting process, I think a lot of it just, like, it's hard to get I don't know. It's very intuitive for me. I um, this song. It's very, I guess, like you could pick up on themes in it. Um, it's like addressed to a you know you, but you don't really know who the you is. It doesn't necessarily sound like a love song or a hate song or anything like that. And I kind of was just like, okay, I have like some feelings and some imagery that I feel relate to what the song already has let me sort of mesh that together and just sing until something just like sticks Mm -hmm. um as for my own songwriting process i've been writing songs forever (laughs) um forever 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 and i let's see it's kind of i had another band when i went to school out in arizona that i was songwriting with or that i'm more so, like, I had my own songs, brought it to the band. We, like, would mess around with it a little bit. And then I ended up not to record with Apollo's Girl, but I still brought it to Apollo's Girl. Um, so I don't think that would really count as, you know, it's more so just, like, set fillers that, like, are still from my heart, but not really so much in the name of Apollo's Girl. Um, as for um, Apollo's Girl, I think the first song I really wrote and decided I want to stick through um, for this band I wrote it during summer. It's my first single called Pray. Um, I think a lot of the stuff I like to do when when I'm writing a song, I usually won't write my lyric first, or sometimes I will, but most of the time, it's either like I kind of take stuff I've written down from like my iPhone notes app (laughs) and put it to instrumental, or I write something instrumental, and then days later, I like find myself writing just like words, and I'll put it to the instrumental. I think for that song, I was just kind of messing around with just, like, I was droning on, like, you know, just, like, the email, like, you know, got your share of like, do, 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 do. <laughs> just messing around with that and just forming some random chord shapes around the guitar. And then I also was just um, 
kind of like half personal experience, half um, writing from media, like going back to writing from media, writing from a character that really resonated um, with me. In a way, I feel like it was easier for me to write about the content that I wanted to write about because I was doing it from, like, I guess through the catalyst of, an, of a, someone who wasn't me, so that made it easier, and it also made it easier to gain imagery. Like, um, if I'm talking about Prey, if I'm being candid, that song is about kind of just, like, turning 18, and then, you know, as a woman, you turn 18, it's like, bam, like, you're kind of, like, Prey <laughs> to, like, a lot of, you know, um, you know, just, like, older people, and it can be really overwhelming and scary going from, like, a, you know, considered a child to considered, like, a full-blown woman in yeah. the matter of just, you know, like, you know, a number, and so um, that was something that, like, always really just, like, was stirring inside of me, and then seeing a character who, like, also, um, definitely not the same issue, but kind of, like, you know, trying to, like, find goodness, but then, like, being stirred in all these really negative directions by all these outside forces and the way she handled that and perceived that. Like, there's this one line from the show where she starts talking about, um, like, being in space and all, like, the angels, like, would have abandoned you. And it was very, very poetic, but I feel like I kind of, like, took that, like, very, like, I don't know, like, you have this primitive idea of being prey, but then you also have this very, like, uh, almost supernatural, spacey feeling to it you know, to it. So it kind of lifts and helps draw attention away from, like, the really, like, raw, ugly thing that you're writing about because you're using more poetic imagery to mm -hmm. describe it. Um, so, yeah, that one, I kept it, like, a little bit more abstract lyrically. Um, but overall, I do like to storytell with my songs. Um, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I, hate, I definitely consider myself a little bit of a Taylor Swift in the sense where if I felt, like, wronged by you in a way mm. <laughs> there definitely is a song about <laughs> it somewhere um but I also try to be um it's not really like a spiteful thing it's more so like a I didn't get to voice myself the way I wanted to when this happened I never got to articulate myself the way I feel like I should have or deserve to so now this is like my medium and my chance and I get to tell the story the way like I think the story happened and so a lot of my songs are um, based off of that. I have a song um, called Skin that's going to be on the EP that's very much just like, like very much <laughs> just like a story um, of dealing with like the similar themes from Prey, I think. And then another song that's probably going to be a single release in July, Baby's Getting Sick of Me, that's definitely like kind of like articulating like events and feelings that don't necessarily make sense but still matter and still are important to you and putting that into just like a song and just making it you know pretty mm -hmm. yeah I know if I was a songwriter all of my songs would be not spiteful but definitely calling people out I yeah. know like even like I have a notes app on my or the notes app on my phone is just full of like random stuff you know that I've written down and it's all just like <laughs> it's about one person or the next you know it's yeah all my, all my feelings because it's so hard when you like don't get to get those feelings out you know you don't and, and yeah. you know I think it's so hard too. like some people are very 
orally gifted in the sense that sounds bad (laughs) many people are orally (laughs) gifted in the sense where um they can just like talk on the spot and they will like articulate articulate themselves exactly the way they want to but I feel like when you don't get that chance you ruminate on it and so it festers and that either ends up in a really long paragraph probably not the healthiest thing Mm -hmm. um a lot of like sub posts on social media again not the healthiest thing or it can end up in art which Uh I think you know as long as you're being you know respectful about it when like you actually put it out there not you know actually like putting like you know slandering anyone or making anyone uncomfortable deliberately I think it's a perfectly you know like I think it's the best way to get stuff out yeah and even like um even if it's like your own story I feel like so many people could relate to it. Yeah. I Like, so many times you'll see, like, an artist put out a song about, like, their specific situation, but Mm -hmm. then, like, so many people listen and they're like, oh, my gosh, this exact thing happened to me, and now I could relate to someone else through the song. Oh, my goodness, yes. That's the beauty of – I'm going to go with more so, like, the written word, whether it's, um, like, poetry, like, essay writing, um, songwriting – you think that you're alone in this experience, especially when you get into really specific feelings. Um, and then you like listen to a song or read a poem and you're like, oh, like I'm not the only person you know, with this feeling. And it kind of yeah. de-alienates you and that can be really like beautiful. It's like, oh, I'm not insane after all, mm-hmm. or maybe I am, but it's okay because other people are too. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is so random. But when you were talking about, like, uh, naming your songs and, like, the compromise and how, like, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people use um, song lyrics Uh as their names of their song. And you mentioned how, like, if you're going to use, like, a common phrase, like, you're going to be at the bottom of the list, you know, if you're going to look it up. Yeah. And um, today, one of my, like, favorite bands, Hot Mulligan, they're, like, a pop punk band, Uh they released an album. And it's so funny. All of the names of their songs uh-huh. have absolutely nothing to do with the actual song. Like, nice. not at all. And they're the most obscure names. <laughs> I will have to read some. Yeah, I want to hear into this. Um, let's see. Um, shouldn't have a leg hole, but I do. Mm. Um, it's a family movie. She hates her dad. <laughs> um, I'm getting fallout boy energy. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. John the Rock Cena, can you smell? Wait, uh, what's the whole thing? Can you smell what the Rock is cooking? Is that what it says? Can you smell? Yeah. Can you smell the Undertaker? Whatever that means. That's a bunch of um, WWE people. John Cena, the Rock, and the Undertaker. Oh, Oh, cool. See, I wouldn't have known that. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I just think it's so funny. That's a um, uh, WWE references. So yeah. if that song has anything to do with WWE, it does not. That's the thing. Like their songs have nothing to do with their titles. Okay, then that's a very random. Uh, yeah, all of them thing. are so random. But I feel like most people, you know, you're yeah, you're gonna use like uh like the main chorus part, like in airspace. I feel like all of your songs are just like the main. Um, yeah, like like um, you from chorus. almost. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's for every song, but for most of the songs, <laughs> the name of the song is a lyric in the song. That keeps getting repeated over and yeah. over. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the catchy lyric in the chorus yeah. becomes the yeah. name of the song. But uh-huh. I feel like that is with a lot of, like, um, catchy 
music, you know, you want it to be that way, you know? Yeah. Would you say your music is more, like, on the, like, poetic indie side? Or just, like, good music that you, like, listen to? Do you know what I mean? I think it goes half and half. Okay. Um, and a lot of it is realizing I do, in fact, want to play live. And so most people mm-hmm. at a live show, unless they really follow your band, which, you know, I think that's, like, a you know, really, like, long-term, mm-hmm. very long-term goal. Um, besides that, I think for the most part, when people go to a show, they want to have fun. Sometimes they're okay with getting in their feelings, but most of the time they just want to dance. They want to mm-hmm. move. They want to have an outlet for that. So... Some of the music I wrote, like, I think just naturally can be, like, a little bit more catchy um, and just, like, you know, like, good music to get down to. But most of it is very, like, poetic and close to my heart. Um, and it's not necessarily stuff that um, I – well, I don't know. Because, like, the one song that, like, is really dear to me now, like, I think it's, like, going to be single-worthy. I think it's catchy, but it's still going to be very, like, washy and pretty and, like – really just like still like directly like me you know Mm -hmm. but um a lot of this music I write I recognize that it's not really like the catchiest it's not the fastest it's not um it's a little bit more I don't want to sound pretentious when I say complex like I don't really write complex music in the sense that it's hard to play I think I write complex music in the sense where like I don't really follow like forms of songs usually so like instead of writing like a a b a b like c like you know verse chorus whatever i like tend to just like <laughs> just spell out the whole alphabet just yeah no a, literally a, B, C, <laughs> i have one song right now it's called dive and um trying to explain it to my bandmates like it's been really hard <laughs> and i think like i i think i literally have taken to like co- like going by like a b c d a e <laughs> like mm-hmm. kind of just going over there because I don't really think like chorus verse verse chorus like sums it up I guess yeah Yeah. I mean I think like excuse me someone like uh Billie Eilish like her music is very catchy but at the same time it's very like you know the there's a meaning to it you know her music is very deep yeah exactly but it is very catchy you know like all the words to her songs you know, I could talk for a second about Billie Eilish. Yeah. If we're talking about inspiration, I love Billie Eilish. I love, love, love her. And I think she's really the reason, like, I stuck out with singing and have, like, gone to a place where I'm comfortable and proud of my voice, even if it's not, like, the most conventional, I guess. Because um, I'll never forget being, um, doing School of Rock, like, grateful for, you know, everything, especially grateful for um, the vocal teacher I did have. And he definitely helped, like, like me learn a lot of technique that I still use to this day but at the same time found out very quickly rock music wasn't for me and I would hear myself and I would just would feel like this isn't me like this isn't how I want to sound you know and it would just kill me because it's like oh I want to sing like I love to sing but like it's not working and I just kind of sensed like that there is just more potential within myself than like was able to show in that genre and then I remember um like, finding out about Billie Eilish, and, like, naturally, like, when I like a song, I just want to take my guitar and learn their songs, so I was learning her songs and singing them, and I was like, wait, like, this, like, I feel like it's kind of working for me, like, I really like how this, like, my voice, like, in this way, and it basically, like, 
it made me totally just rethink my voice like mm-hmm. instead of like I didn't have to like sing loud and project like other people were and like just naturally had that gift to like I could take a different approach and kind of like start like from like the bottom as in like bottom volume <laughs> and really like hone in on vocal control that way and that's pretty much like I feel like the way like um not discrediting like any like technique I was taught by anyone in the past but I feel like overall that's the way I was able to really teach myself how to sing was just like seeing a singer that had so much vocal technique but Mm -hmm. wasn't belting like it was just really important to me and yeah that like she matters so much to me I also met her and she's oh really yeah that was um this was like right when her first EP came out and so she was big but definitely had not like skyrocketed yet Mm -hmm. and um these girls from my high school they invited me to go to the show with her it was like maybe like 60 bucks or 70 bucks for a vip ticket and yeah i got to meet her that's wild yeah and she was so nice yeah and she was only she, like a year older like she's probably exactly age. i was yeah. just gonna say it is wild when you see some of these like big celebrities like her like emma chamberlain like jojo siwa who's uh-huh. like a year younger than us yeah and like, they're literally our age uh-huh. um i don't know I, like it seems well, obviously, fame makes you grow up because you have to. I feel like it takes away so many of those like years from your life where so you, you have get to start to, managing a lot of stuff. Exactly, really early. you get you can't really go through that full developmental stage, uh-huh. you know, which I feel like we are very much at right now, mm-hmm. where it's like we're trying things out. We're not on like one set trajectory of our <laughs> life right now, um, but yeah, I feel like. Um, when people hit fame, they have to like pick one lane of life and kind of uh, go for it. That's happened to Michael Jackson. Mm. Well, yeah, but his he started what when he was like eight years old. Yeah. So, um, oh, that that sucks for him. Um, I mean, <laughs> not his fault. His parents forced him into it. No, yeah. Um, but he did go on to kind of become like the best pop artist like ever. That's so. true. But it comes at its challenge. It comes with its challenges. Um, yeah, I think it's really important, like, for people to find what their voice is like made to do. You know? Yeah. Because, like, we've talked about this before on the podcast that, like, I personally believe, like, you can't be taught to sing. Uh-huh. You know. I, of course, you can be, like, taught techniques and how to, like, um, uh, like, you know, how to breathe when you're singing, mm-hmm. how to, like, this and that. But, like, your voice is, like, what you're born with, you know? Yeah. You gotta work with what you have. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, yeah, super important that, like, um, you find what your voice is made for. And I think it's so interesting, um, like, talking to different singers, and I'm like, Okay, did you, like, pick the music you sing, like, because you like that type of music or because, like, your voice is, like, for that type of music, Ooh, you know? Yeah. Um, especially, like, country singers. I'm sure they like it, you know? Uh-huh. I'm sure they like country, but, like, if someone has that, like, country twang in their voice, uh-huh. I can't imagine they're going to be like, 
yeah, I'm gonna start singing like rock music because I love it. Yeah, you know? like, I feel like if you're a country twang, you have to sing country. Exactly, I love you know, you so know. like a somebody like a country twang become like a rapper. <laughs> yes, yeah, kid rock. It <laughs> doesn't really work, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear. I'm sure. I'm sure there's. That's definitely out there. a genre. Yeah, I think of um. Oh my god, I think of that, like, there's, like, a Phoebe Bridgers lyric where she's talking, like, some, like, first American, like, mm-hmm. country rap song. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that just reminded me of that. Um, I love country. Honestly, I'm not afraid to admit it. I do <laughs> like me some country music, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a genre that gets a lot of hate, but especially older, kind of, like, like, I like it. I'm a it, fan of classic country. Classic country. It's just so, it's, I don't know, I love it, like, 60s early 70s just like western just like you know it's so bluesy it's so honest mm-hmm. um i like i don't even really mind like a lot of it's kind of stereotypical like you have glenn campbell singing about leaving his girl to go to like phoenix and like ride horses and ride train tracks mm-hmm. you know and that's what a lot of like songs are about but it's like it's still like it's so honest you know yeah. like that's what their lives were yeah. and and i also that's another genre that really helped me like kind of explore like my voice more like not that I would consider myself a country singer but it definitely is um easier to sing for me because it's more mm-hmm. heartfelt like you're not really trying to do anything too intricate like you're just singing like straight out mm-hmm. and yeah um yeah no I do yeah I do like some country See, I don't like like when I think of country I just think of like the stereotypical like talking about your tractor and like your boots and this and that and beer and all this stuff um but i'm realizing like a lot of the music i listen to could maybe be considered country uh uh-huh. it's, like, it's so folky yeah know? um and i think there's definitely some overlap um like i love um uh some of like zach bryan's stuff mm, yeah you know um co wessel i think his name is um a few other like pretty mainstream country artists and i'm like i do like them a lot um but i i still stick with like no i don't like country (laughs) there's there's one guy who i love um his name is bill scolzari that sounds so familiar he's like um I don't know where he specifically is from. He's a very old guy. He's like maybe like seventy. Uh huh. But um, he's like new when it comes to music. Like yeah, it, he wasn't like a musician when he was younger. He became like a musician when he was like older. Yes, yeah. But um, all of his music is very, very like poetic. Uh huh. And um, it's like not like country. It's like folky, but like yeah. it's kind of like an in between. I like it's it cool. doesn't ha- like if you were to listen to it you wouldn't just be like that's country but like it has a lot of country like yeah sounds to it. I also love dancing to country music like that's uh-huh. the type of music like when we went to the barn and they're playing which is like this restaurant that they have. They did like, not play much country music. Yes, they did. They did country versions of non-country songs. Yeah, well, all I'm, it sounded country. They just and added, it had a, there was like they added like a country twang on to like journey songs. Yeah, but mm-hmm. there would be like a bunch of um, old, not old, uh, middle-aged <laughs> women, uh, just like drunken dancing, having a good old off. time, yeah. and 
that's in that setting or when uh karaoke uh <laughs> natalie and i saying when he cheats oh yeah um you know something that i've seen that is so funny i don't know what it is but middle-aged people love like 2000s pop yeah. I don't know what it is. They just love 2000s pop. Am I a middle-aged person? <laughs> like 2000s pop and like 2000s like alt rock. They, they love yeah. it. See, I love like when jams come on that were like uh, playing during my middle school dances. Uh-huh. Like Replay. Oh my God, I love um, that song. What's another, like. I completely forgot about that song. I know. That is uh so good like that that'll get me dancing um and it's so funny like there's so many songs um where i used to sing the lyrics completely wrong like during replay i used to love that song um i used to sing it um beyonce's boobs got me singing like (laughs) i don't know how i came up with that one that's awesome but i would literally sing like Beyonce's boobs got me singing like nice and maybe that's what got you singing (laughs) it did did. um but honest that's still true with like me singing pretty much 90% of the songs I have like boobs (laughs) I have like 80% of the lyrics wrong and I'm just but that's all right I've I've corrected you in a lot of them like you'll be like sing along to a song I'm like what did you just say I know you're not supposed to do that. You're just let, supposed to let me mm-hmm. have fun. <laughs> I'm with Maggie on this one. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. When it's like a, a song that you, sh- you have to know the lyrics to, I have to correct you. It's not that I have to. Like, it'd be one thing <laughs> if I was singing the national anthem, like that one guy singing the national oh anthem. Oh, my goodness. But How about uh, Fergie's reunion of the national oh anthem? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. See, some songs, that wasn't as they're bad as not sky. supposed to be an interpretation of, you know. Some songs yeah. you just gotta sing them how they're they're meant to be yeah and um <laughs> yeah she has she made a public appearance since then definitely but really? i don't really think like i, I think know. it was a like she was like kind of a joke for a year but i honestly don't think her name is like forever tainted oh, like yeah. everyone still loves fergie yeah Fergalicious is beautiful. <laughs> you, you know something got me thinking about like all this different talk of different genres and stuff like I think with the country music thing I guess like you know when you live on the east coast and obviously we're not too far from Appalachia so like you know it's not like we're totally like removed from that Mm -hmm. scene but overall like I feel like we kind of like pick music that's more reflective of our lifestyle so I feel like we're drawn to like I don't know like pop or rap or like more like just edgier stuff alternative stuff but um, when I was in Arizona, like, there was, like, some country artists who came and played at my college, and, like, these people were not wearing their cowboy hats as a joke. Like, it's their culture. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, like, it's an actual real thing. And, you know, even, like, those, like, country songs where they're singing about, like, beer and tractors and, like, their dog and all this stuff that we find cheesy, like, you know, it sounds silly, but it's, like, whoa, like, these are these people. Like, that's what makes up that their lives. True, yeah. And I feel like their values are kind of, I'm talking about country fans like it's a whole nother breed, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, or like an anthropological, is that a word, <laughs> report on people who like country. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, it's this part of America that still is very tied to like yeah. old values and whether you agree with them or not, like I feel like it's very much like 
put forth like in the music you know like we um you sound like you're about to say something Uh, yeah I I was just gonna say like that's um probably why it doesn't feel like authentic for me to listen to Mm -hmm. it because I can't relate to those things yeah exactly exactly if I listen to like trap music that's talking about Mm -hmm. like gangs and drugs and this and that like I don't feel myself listening yeah it's weird to me obviously because it's not authentic to me you know you know that's so true and I totally relate to that something I've been talking about probably for like the last six months especially is just like I feel like how music in general like especially if it isn't really like a genre that you know you feel is like bearing resemblance to who you are as a person I feel like it can really like alter and kind of mess with you like Mm -hmm. something I noticed um I had a phase in um like fall like I got highly suspect tickets and I started like a collaborative playlist with someone of all this like just very like kind of edgier music and stuff like Bad Flower, Highly Suspect. Ooh, um, ba- I feel like both those bands are so similar. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> They're really good. I'm trying to think of like, oh gosh, um, Dead Poet Society, um, who don't get me wrong, like, I love like, and then some more of course, but like I love like their music. Mm-hmm. I love, like I respect and I love that genre of music. But I noticed like in an attempt to like. Because I was going to go see Highly Suspect and Dead Poet Society. So yeah. in an attempt to, like, make sure I, like, I knew what was up and I knew the lyrics, I was listening to it, mm-hmm. like, all the time. And I noticed it just kind of made me feel, like, not myself. Like, it was just kind of edgy and, like, you know, they're depressing lyrics because yeah. you're writing about, you know, depressing things, which is totally cool. Like, yeah. you know, that's an outlet. You can you know, go for it. But I found that, like, I didn't really relate to it. And I feel like it kind of showed in a sense that there's, like, this almost, like, dissonance between me and this music I was listening to. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, kind of, like, affected my mood and, like, almost, like, like, I don't want to say suck the life out of me, but kind of suck the life Mm -hmm. out of me when I wasn't, you know, like, listening to a bunch of other music at the same time. And I think it's just really, it's really interesting and, like, powerful how music can kind of affect our psyche. It's, like, the same thing where it's, like, you go through a breakup, you're going through a rough patch, and, like, all you're listening to is, like, sad breakup music, you know, like, what are you gonna do? Feel really upset, you know? You throw on some, like, Y2K pop music, you're Mm -hmm. gonna feel like you're on top of the world, you know? But it's crazy how, like, music can feel, like, so authentic or, like, inauthentic depending on, like, the situation you're listening to. Oh, my goodness, that's so true. So, like, when I'm... Like, I don't know if I'm doing, like, outdoorsy things or whatever, and I'm listening to, like, my granola indie music, you know? Like, uh-huh. that feels really authentic in that moment, you know? Yeah. But if I were in those situations and I was listening to some of the, like, punk music I like, it would not, like, it just would not match. Like, yeah. Like, I would not feel right listening to that music, even though I love those songs and stuff in certain situations it just like doesn't feel like I should be listening to them in a way you know I don't think I've ever heard anybody articulate that but that's 100% true it's very situational yeah Yeah. that is crazy oh yeah I've never thought about that I'm not very situational like that I'll I'll listen to anything I know any situation like uh like I could be working out to like heavy metal Mm -hmm. or like classical music yeah, I can't be, like... Or if I'm going on a hike, I could be listening to, like, classic rock or, like, I don't know, reggae music mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. I just like music anytime. 
<laughs> you know, I feel like um, I feel like this kind of brings in the fact. I feel like there's different categories of music listeners, which I could be wrong about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and like, I don't want to like put gender stereotypes on it because obviously everyone's different. But like, something I noticed that women, I feel like we tend to like listen to music from a much more emotional place. Like, if we want to feel yeah. a certain way, we'll throw yeah. on a certain song. And not to say that's, like, not true for, like, men. You know, like, I've, I've, every guy has, like, a gym playlist, I think. Yours is probably just as classical on it. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a specific gym playlist. You don't even listen to music at the gym. I mean, I don't when you're there because I want to talk to you. Aw, that's, so that's cute. But if, I, if I was there, like, alone, which I rarely am, or if I went with, like, my sister or something, like, I'm not going to talk to her at the gym. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would... I don't have like a specific playlist, but I have I have certain songs that make me do want to work out more. Yeah. But it's like not like a set genre. It's just like yeah, random songs like here and there. Yeah. I was just talking to um my brother about what our walkout song would be like if we were in like a UFC fight or something. You know how they walk out <laughs> to the song. Yeah. Um, I said mine. I've always thought... Um, I know it would be. I think, I think you showed me. Yeah, it's Green Lights by NF. He's like a rapper. It's so good. What would your song be? I don't know. Um, I've, I've thought about this before. Mm-hmm. And um, probably... I don't think you know the band. You might know the band. Uh, any, any song by the band Meshuggah don't know them okay they're they're very i'll see if i could like pull up a song really quick they're they're very 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 heavy they're um they're the genre what you would call gent do you know that genre nope basically like six string basses tune the low b like oh okay gotcha like um oh let's see what song do you uh, have a walkout song in mind? Well, you know, I feel like the music that makes me feel best and most powerful is like that kind of like Y2K girly, like Nelly Furchado mm-hmm. type of music. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. So it would probably be like one of her, like, you know, songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would be strutting out of there. Yeah, so I, I got the song. The song, this is also the song that makes me like work out the hardest uh-huh. um it's it's by the band with uh-huh. the song's name is called the demon's name is surveillance okay. and uh, this is what it sounds like <laughs> and it's like okay. this for the entire song it's like this for all right about five minutes so then we then we get it yeah and the 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 breakdown in that song is so ridiculous <laughs> So I guess that highlights um, this whole thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I listen to to what girls listen to. Yeah. I, um, I feel like just guys are, like, less affected by, um, like, I guess just on a daily basis anyways, I feel like guys are less affected by, like, the emotional content yeah. of a song and more so just listening to it for, like, the music again. I'm definitely like Kylie's. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, okay. I, I think it changes just to depend on like how guys are also feeling. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm just like doing an activity and I'm not, not like specifically feeling like a, a, a certain emotion strongly, it's kind of whatever. But like, let's say I'm sad, I will listen to like sad music. Uh huh. But hear me out. If you're like, so let's say you're in the car, Tyler, and like your playlist comes on, and then like 
I don't know, like some like sad, like kind of like indie bands start playing and stuff. And like for whatever reason, you let them play. Are you going to start thinking about some sad stuff from your life and getting oh, your yeah. feelings? Okay. There, there's certain songs, like overall, like sad songs in general, like um, not all of them will make me sad. Yeah. It's like if there's like a certain line that I really connect with, then mm-hmm. it'll happen. Like, um, like there's a, a few songs. Like, um, there's uh, one that I'm kind of like that with lately. Uh, what song is it? It's a Guns N' Roses song. You know, I feel like this is just proving me and Matt, or not my point, Maggie's point earlier that, um, like, everything is kind of situational. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're, like, not really upset about anything in particular, like, a sad song might not, you know, but then a certain line catches you and you're reminded of that thing. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. it's like, ooh, yeah. That, that's how I'm with, like, um, the, I can't, I don't know why, why I can't think of the Guns N' Roses song, but it's, um, it's the, a song that I used when I made, like, a little, like, um, picture playlist with, mm. with Ryder after he, after he passed. And now when I listen to that song, yeah, now I think of that. And there's, like, certain songs where it's, like, that one line, it's, like, I really catch that one line, and then it brings me to like that like yeah. sad place. But, like, if it's like a sad song where like, like I understand it's sad, but like I don't really relate with like a lot of things that they're talking about. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna get sad because of that. Yeah, yeah. It's even so weird. Like, uh, you mentioned how like the song like brought you back to a place. It is so weird when I'm like listening to. Like I was saying, like, replay. If replay comes on, I will, like, transport back to, like, my middle school or my, like, elementary school. Yes, And, yeah. like, I can see myself, like, jamming out to it, you know? Uh-huh. It is so, so weird how, like, I don't know. It's just maybe yeah. it's crazy. Actually, you know what? There is one song where no matter when I listen to it, I will get sad. Okay. That's Hurt Covered by Johnny Cash. Yeah, that's fair. Because that's, like, yeah. the saddest song, like, ever written. I'm trying to think about... Covered by an old man who's, like, literally dying, so... Oh, man. Now I want to think about... Sad music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... For me, I, like, will not play certain songs. Like, I can't listen to a song if I'm not, like in the mood for it uh-huh. you know um and i'd say most of my songs it's not like oh yeah like i like the music in that it's like that song like makes me feel such a type of way yeah you know yeah you know what song i think is really really sad what? this song Nice. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that song is so What's good. What's that? Um, I showed you. There's this rap song that um is like the saddest song I've ever heard. Dance of the Devil. Yeah. Mm. Um, that song, like, for like the first like. It is scary. For the first like two lo- like the for the first line it's like all right like it's like kind of like putting on like the setting of like the story that's going on, then the second line comes and it's like, like there's some parts in it where it's like, oh man like. What he's talking about is like some like serious shit. Yeah. And then like, do you know the song? I don't. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. every, there's like a line, and there's like like a break of where it's like just like music playing, and like the next line, like a break of like more music. Yes. And yeah. so the end of the second line, like like it's almost like a cliffhanger. Ah. Uh-huh. 
And the when it picks up in the the third line, it like drops an emotional bomb on you. Uh-huh. I mean, it's crazy. It's like a five minute rap song. Yeah. Um, talking about like a true story about this guy's um like uh basically life in the ghetto. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like him joining a gang or his brother journey joining a gang or whatever. And literally, it just, like, leaves you with such an eerie feeling. You, uh, I can't, I don't know anyone who just, like, puts that song on to just, like, listen to a song. Yeah. Like, I've only listened to it, like, when I was shown it or if I'm showing someone else it. Yeah. It's not a song that you, like, put on to listen to. Uh-huh. I've, I've put that song on to listen to. To listen. Well, not not cause, like I want to listen to because it it's a good song. Cause just cause I want to I want to yeah. feel yeah. how that mm. lyric made me felt again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, like when I listen to that song, like almost every time, like when it gets to that one line, like my mouth drops because it's like that is ridiculous. You what guys happened. are doing a really good job of like advertising the song. Oh like, yeah. Now I'm like I, I have to listen to the song. Everybody, go listen to Dance with the Devil. Yeah, I don't know who did that. I don't know, but I can't remember. Um, yeah, very interesting. Music is crazy. Um, but pivoting back, um, so you have all these, like, you know, creative endeavors, um, and I feel like you have a very, like, set vision when it comes to what you want with each of those. Yeah. How do you articulate and make those visions, like, come to life? You know, especially when you're working with someone else. Um, even if it's like uh, photography, like I know you did that like photo shoot with Natalie. Like how, like what's that communication process like? Yeah. And Ooh. you know, if are you like okay, we're gonna like do this until like it is the perfect like what I'm imagining in my head. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. I feel that's tough because I feel like I've always had like. I feel like kind of going back to like choosing who you bring into like mm-hmm. your circle. I feel like I'm really intentional with like is this someone like I feel like could trust like with my vision. Like I could hire like like for um when I recorded Prey and Skin, I had Natalie. I don't know if this is the photo shoot you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um I do so much with her. Love you Natalie. I think the bathtub one. <laughs> yeah. The bathtub yeah. one. Yeah. So that one I had um I think I got most of my inspiration from a Fiona Apple mi- music video. I think it's Criminal. Yeah, it has to be the Criminal music video. And so I think I sent her some inspiration pictures. And I think a whole, like, I think a large part of it was just the fact that Natalie's, like, gifted and she could, like, understand what I was talking about. Um, I give people a lot of, um, like, like, I just took photos with Jared for the single that's coming out. And um, I kind of... You know, <laughs> I, I wanted it to kind of be more like the song is home recorded. I kind of wanted like every, anything like art wise that's associated to be more homemade feeling. So um, I asked to take photo, the photos in Trinity's backyard and like I kind of just like she gave me like some suggestions. But overall, I think I kind of just like picked out like, oh, I think that looks cool. That looks cool. And then I kind of just like found a place and just like. <laughs> Like, I would, like, just hand her off the camera from exactly where I was mm-hmm. standing. And then she, like, had some ideas, of course, too, that, like, ended up being really super cool. But um, I think sometimes I feel like when you have a vision, not being bossy, but, you know, just being like, hey, like, 
this is my vision like can you like you know please just help me like mm-hmm. just for the sole fact that I don't have a clone of myself and I think like the best friends are people who are willing to assist you with that you mm-hmm. know and um yeah so that's that um and def- like with my other endeavors and just visions in general with those um what exactly was the question like how do I articulate them yeah just like how do you like when you have such a strong vision in your mind like what's your process of making it come to life even like working by yourself or working with someone well I'm a dreamer and Mm -hmm. I feel like I definitely use um a lot of that to my advantage um rather than like like as of lately it's had to be a lot more of like concrete work like I have to like you know, send out, like, so many emails for booking, like, if I want my song to, like, get played on the radio, I have to send it out, like, just as lots of that's, like, work and actual work, but a lot of it is daydreaming about, like, what I would want life to feel like, or if I have moments that really feel like they're aligned with, like, my dream life, like, I just really take note of it, and I'm, like, wow, like, this is what I want, like, I want more of this, and, um, yeah, like, just feeling, just, oh my goodness, I can't speak. I think just really um, using the imagination, but also just, like, paying attention to what feels good and just wanting to multiply that. Like, I think even yesterday this happened where, um, like, I rec- I spent the morning and afternoon recording with Jared, um, and that was, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, it felt like a lot of, like, work, 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 you know, and then I ended up spending the rest of my night modeling for somebody, and that was just very, like, a lot of movement and, like, fluidity and just, you know, like, really enjoyable and just a more, like, yeah, like, just fluid. And so I, and by the end of the night, I got home and I was like, wow, like, you know, I'm recording music and then I went to go model. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I want to be doing and just taking note of that. And then um, social media is such, like, like I don't love having to use it but at the same time I kind of do because I think it's almost like I think it's an artistic medium of its own um I think it's really cool like I I think you can combine so many different mediums into this whole new thing that even like looking at a profile um like you look at the profile of like say like you know just to say my vision with my own band Mm -hmm. like if people look into your band, they're most likely, besides listening to your music, they're going to check out your social media. And I want the, like, the visual representation of it to be just as clarified, I suppose, and just, like, aligned with my vision as the music itself is. Because I think, like, you know, like, the eye beholds as well. And so um, using visuals to kind of bring the vision to life has been super super helpful and social media just is kind of a motivator for that because you know like if you want people to like check out your stuff like the reality is you have to you know you have to post it you have to share it you have to hype it up and I've kind of um taken the approach where like there's no right or wrong but personally I didn't want to just be like I don't know going along the more like classic oh we've got something big cooking up for you Mm -hmm. you know I kind of wanted it to be a little bit more like true to myself and so I'm just kind of um, trying to use visuals with just, like, as minimal, like, words needed to get, like, my yeah. point across about it. Um, yeah, and just kind of, like, I don't know. I feel like just using, like, just combining every medium to one with every single thing. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, with music, like, I talked about visuals and stuff. But, like, with my writing, like, 
if I'm talking about like the algorithm, which is like, I feel like that really makes me sound like a podcast bro. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm talking about the algorithm, like if I post my writing alone, maybe my good friends or someone who's a writer or like an active reader will check it out. But most people aren't really going to pay attention to it. I stick my face or body on it. Boom. Like that mm-hmm. it blows up. And yeah. so kind of like combining like, you know, like I'm not afraid to say like I like modeling. <laughs> like I like, you mm-hmm. know, like having a good photo of myself to oh, use yeah, for yeah, stuff yeah. and so like you know combining those two mm-hmm. and kind of you know just meshing mediums and forms together if yeah. it draws more um attention has been super cool mm-hmm. um I think with other people being honest about your vision and like kind of picking people who are like going back to the enthusiasm as well like um like, I don't know, like, I kind of joke, it's, like, half-joking, but also, like, you know, not really joking, like, I always talk to, like, my bandmate, like, oh, we have to record, so this ends up on this Spotify playlist, and it blows up, and then we get to go to LA and be famous, and just do whatever all day, (laughs) which sounds kind of, like, you know, silly, but honestly, like, who doesn't want to do that, you know, and I think if you keep just speaking it out there, Mm -hmm. um, things happen, and maybe, like, to the less, maybe not to the full extreme, but you kind of get, like, you know, like, the nice, like, close-to-home version of that anyway, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, like, in my head, like, the grand big thing would be, like, being, like, this, you know, like, huge celebrity in, like, LA and having, like, this band and, oh, my God, people are reading my book and, like, I'm modeling and all this stuff I love to do, but, like, also be content with, like, hey, like, I get to do this every day anyway, mm-hmm. just, like, on a smaller scale and probably with, like, you know, less pressure than, like, you know, someone living in, like, California or New York has, you know? Yeah, yeah I think, like, um, one, uh, just, like, speaking out, speaking it out into the universe is, like, so important in my mind. Um, and uh, I think it's so powerful. But also, it's, like, it is hard to find that balance of, like, you know, like, what will come... That what's supposed to come will come to me, you know, yeah. letting the universe do its thing. But also being like, but I need to also put in the work in order yeah. for it to happen. It's hard to, like, find that balance. Yes, um, definitely. And to know, like, especially, like, in the any, like, creative realm, especially music, like, okay, I've been, like, putting all this work into this, uh-huh. but, like, nothing's happening with it. Is it because I'm not doing enough or is it because it's, like, not meant for me or, you know, whatever? Uh, Do you ever have um, any feelings of, like, doubt with what you're doing? Um, You talk about how, like, you you know, like, what you're doing is kind of, like, what you want to be doing. You want to be this, like, creative soul, you know? And, um, but, yeah, do you ever encounter, like, feelings of doubt with that? You know, I'm going to sound, like, a little cocky, but honestly, no, and not in the sense that, like, I think, like, I'm all that. Like, I really don't, but it's just the fact that, like, ever since I've started really pursuing and putting my heart into the creative stuff, like, it's, like, multiplied like crazy, so I really feel like it's what I'm meant to be doing, and I've kind of, like, noticed, like, every single time, like, I have in the past kind of fed into doubt or, like, fear and, like, almost, like, settled like, I felt it in my core that it was, like, wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, I fe- feel like, um, like, I have, like, you know, like, dreams that are, like, I guess kind of, like, for me, like, I don't know, not, like, settling dreams, but, like, not really, like, 
the true like core of what I want to be doing like there's things I know I would be content and happy with Mm -hmm. but it feels like wrong to try and put energy into that because I know like what I really want to be doing is like the music the writing the photography you know the art and so um yeah I really just um yeah I just have you know like full faith in that and then it is like I guess just like still knowing that I'm building like a foundation for myself Mm -hmm. in the more like typical areas of life like I'm still pursuing a college degree like I still like have like skills to work um day jobs with but yeah I don't really have yeah like yeah I don't really have too much doubt right Mm -hmm. now that's not to say like it doesn't like it doesn't always feel great like it can be like you know like even things like booking like trying to manage like three people like making sure our schedules all line up for a gig like oh my goodness that's so stressful or um you know like reaching out the places waiting for them to get back to you like the physical stuff and the outcomes can be really um it can be stressful but it doesn't really feel like it never feels like it's the end like oh like this place you know like rejected me like Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't you know I don't know because I just know how good it feels to create and to put out there and just to be putting like um and knowing that I am just like putting it into the physical form like again I'm like I don't want to sound like arrogant but it's just like a lot of people like everyone has dreams but like how many people are actually putting in the work to their Mm -hmm. dreams and like making it into like a physical thing and I feel like just by that alone like there it kind of leaves more room for the people who do really want to like pursue it to the fullest to like kind Mm -hmm. of like weasel our way in there and like I don't know I think like everything like every small thing so far has just worked itself out like I was stressed about like you know my, my bassist Jacob like he's you know he's a pretty busy guy I'm like oh no like what if I have these gigs booked and he can't do them? And then next thing you know, I go to Guitar Center, run into someone, and, like, they totally agree to play bass for me. Mm -hmm. Um, For a while, I didn't have a drummer. Me and Jacob were, like, trying to figure out how to configure drum beats in GarageBand, and it was, like, so stressful. But then, you know, like, give it, like, a week later, and I met Jared, and he's all in, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a lot of it is just as the tiktok really say being a little delulu <laughs> but it works you know yeah i think that's um it's great that like ideally none of us would have those like feelings of doubt you know yeah yeah and i think just like like you were saying if like your heart's in it but it will work out you know yeah do you want to quickly shout out some of the stuff you've been working on and what's up and coming of course so if you haven't already checked out um apollo's girl first single pray that's on pretty much every music platform apollo's girl all caps pray normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we are going to be releasing a an acoustic duet um kind of midwest emo inspired single called warm but not right hopefully in a couple weeks we're gonna actually finish recording it today so that's something to keep an eye out on and then also writing wise I post all my writing to my Instagram Sarah Apollonia but you can also find my more lengthy stuff on my Substack from Apollo's girl kind of just to play on the band name as well and yeah I feel like once you find my Instagram it's pretty easy to find everything else and I never shut up about it so yeah one more thing before we um wrap it up it could take a little bit but I don't know I wanted to ask you, like, what was your introduction to, like, music and art? 
I don't think we ever went over that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, my, I think it sounds like a little bit more sentimental than like it feels, I guess. But basically, my dad had a brother growing up. He was like on his way to like playing with like some pretty. I feel like it's gonna sound like a fake story because I can't name the rock group. Like I just generally forget. But it was a pretty big rock group, and he was signed to play rhythm guitar for them. And then unfortunately, he passed away in a, um, I think it was a bus crash, bus crash, um, some sort of accident, really upsetting. And, um, you know, I've never met this person. This all happened way before I was born. But, um, you know, I listened to his music, and I just thought, like, I felt like a kind of just that connection to someone I never really knew. And so that kind of was, like, like kind of like the, um, oh, what's the word? That pretty much just led me to wanting to play guitar. Like, oh, I want to be like my Uncle Jimmy and play guitar and, like, learn these songs that he never really, like, got to do anything with, you know? And, yeah, my dad, you know, was all for it. He tried to get me to play piano first because he thought it would help build, like, a better foundation. I was like, no, I'm playing guitar. <laughs> And so, yeah. Um, Did you start with private lessons, or was it at School of Rock? or? I had a private teacher. Um, he actually, not too far from here, he was based in Nazareth, um, Richard Getz. And he pretty much taught me, like, all the basics, got me into playing, um, like, just rock music. Um, if I, like, a lot of, like, you know, I was, like, a little girl, so, like, I wanted to play Taylor Swift. And so, like, he taught me, like, all my Taylor Swift songs, got me, um, really, like, helped me stick it out through learning bar chords, which, like, those are probably, like, one of the hardest things when you're first trying to play guitar. And, yeah, I was doing guitar lessons with him pretty much up until I joined School of Rock. At School of Rock, I was only, like, 12 or 13 when I joined, um, that just like was such like that opened up so much for me i worked under anthony newitt shout out anthony um phenomenal teacher um and he really helped develop my skill as well and then um eventually i didn't take i think i i took some bass lessons at the lesson center for less than a year before covid hit and that again like really helped like technique wise i learned like a lot of cool stuff to play like that was more in like the kind of like the prog area which mm -hmm. you know for bass that's pretty fun and then from there, I kind of just, um, everything was just, like, you know, self-taught. I'm definitely not, like, a phenomenal, like, musician in and of itself. But, like, I kind of, you know, know what works for me. I think, mm -hmm. you know, I'm pretty satisfied with it. That's all you kind of have to learn is do do what you want and, like, be able to do whatever you want. And that's really all you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. unless you're in a cover band that, like, plays really hard stuff or you're in, a, like, a... Uh, like you're writing music that's really hard uh -huh. you don't really need to learn all this crazy stuff yeah you're just gonna play play what you need to yeah i feel like um and having that sort of patience and grace with myself has really like paid off because it's like again kind of like with the singing like i'm not forcing myself to do something i'm not ready for or not comfortable with mm -hmm. like in warm but not right the new single like I have like a little guitar solo, but it's like, it's not anything crazy, you know, it's just like, you know, it's short and sweet. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's all that, like, you know, it's like in the style of like, you know, me, what I'm comfortable with. And yeah, I guess all around, like, I feel like all like this like music stuff, like has just kind of like funneled into the point of just like, you know, being comfortable with like myself and my genre. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to start wrapping it up now. Yeah.
All right. See everybody. See ya.